Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. Once the city of Dimashk and other major cities were in the full control of the Muslimin, Hadrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala an sought the opinion of his close generals what the next mission should be. Hadrat Mu'az ibn al-Jabal radiallahu ta'ala an gave his opinion and he said the best thing should be to consult Hadrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an who is in Madinatul Munawwara. When information was given to Hadrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an in Madinatul Munawwara, again it has always been the custom, the sunnah, the tartib of the muslimin, mashwira and shura is the great sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Even in Madinatul Munawwara, even the Caliph Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an would consult some of the close companions. And Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an was close to Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an and he said, Amirul Mu'mineen, my opinion is that now the Muslim army should turn their attention towards Jerusalem, Baytul Maqdis. <coughs> when this information was given to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, he was overjoyed. And the Muslimin were extremely happy. It was their dream to take the Holy Land from the Christians and to perform Salah in masjid aqsa that area which was reserved for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam for him to ascend towards the heavens Mi'raj, the ascension in the conquest of Jerusalem or Bayt al-Maqdis, the holy lands Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala an had divided the Muslim army into seven groups. The first was with Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an. Each of the groups would have 5,000 mujahideen with them. So in total you had 35,000 mujahideen reserved for the battle of Jerusalem. <coughs> The first Amir was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid 
radiallahu ta'ala an with him 5000 mujahids the second was hazrat yazid radiallahu ta'ala an and with him also 5000 the third was hazrat shurahbil radiallahu ta'ala an and then it was hazrat mirqal and then it was hazrat musayyib and then it was hazrat Qais radiyallahu ta'ala an and then finally the seventh was Hazrat Urwa radiyallahu ta'ala an each of the Amir would have 5,000 mujahideen Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiyallahu ta'ala an's wish was that the Muslim army should get to Jerusalem at different intervals between one group to another group there should be a separation of at least one whole day so the first group that marched to Jerusalem was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and then the next day after Fajr Salah the group of Hazrat Yazid went and then the third day after Fajr Salah the group of Hazrat Shurahbil went Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an's group was the first to get to Jerusalem Jerusalem was again a city, beautiful city, completely fortified. It had walls all around it and gates. The instruction given to all the groups was when you get close to Arze Quds, the first thing you have to do is praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do your takbir and let the Christians know that the Muslim army is here. So Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and as he got close to the walls of Jerusalem all of them in a very unified manner started chanting out La ilaha illallahu wallahu akbar La ilaha illallahu wallahu akbar The guards that protected the walls of Jerusalem, the gates quickly, the first thing when they noticed that the Arabs are here they shut the gates of Jerusalem completely. So Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an got as close to the Jericho gate. And there he stopped. And all the Muslim army there at that section 5000 were saying La ilaha illallah wallahu akbar. When the Christian soldiers saw the Muslim army 5000 first they took it to be very insignificant. What is 5,000? Now let me tell you what Hazrat Musayyib, one of the Amirs from the seven had said. Jerusalem was a city completely different from the rest of the cities in Syria. In fact, even different than Dimash. It was a beautiful city. Well decorated, beautifully adorned. The city, the city walls were very high. The security was there full of food supply, water supply, everything was ample in the city. The security was also strong in the city itself. So it was a difficult mission for the Muslimin. It wasn't going to be very easy. So they looked at the Muslims, as Khalid bin Walid and the 5,000 Mujahideen. They weren't bothered, they were not intimidated at all by Muslim presence. Slowly the next day, Hazrat Yazid comes with another 5,000 and then Hazrat Sufyan comes and then slowly you get 35,000 Muslim soldiers 
accumulated in the surroundings of Jerusalem. One section was given to the Khalid bin Walid, the other section was given to the other commanders, generals, and the Muslims spread out all the way around Jerusalem. The Christians of Jerusalem were very, very different, full of arrogance, especially when it came to the Arabs. Who are the Arabs? Arabs are nothing to us. Now the Arabs come all the way from Arabia, march into Syria, come into Jerusalem. Now you have Arab face in front of you. It was a difficult pill to swallow for the Christians. They weren't even bothered. They continued with their work in the city and ignored the Muslims as if no one was there. When you had 35,000 Muslim soldiers including Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala one must remember that Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was not there at that time. And according to some of the Muslim historians also, some of them have said, Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was not there and Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was not also there. For the time being, 35,000 soldiers were there. The two were to come later on. But according to Allama Waqidi, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was the first man to be there. And maybe his riwayat seems to be more authentic for him to be there first. This is what he would do. Get there right in the front. This was his nature. This was the tartib of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an. For three, four complete days, once the army was there, uh, it was no attack from the Muslims. They didn't do anything also. The city was at full siege now. It is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the Muslims would never attack a city. First, there would be negotiations. The Muslims would want to talk with the people, the inhabitants of that locality, and invite them towards Islam. So for that, Hazrat Sharahbil was appointed. Hazrat Sharahbil again, a powerful man. He unsheathed his sword with a few Muslims and a translator. He got very close to the wall. And when he got to the wall, he shouted from one side that, call someone to speak to me. I am the spokesman for the Muslims. And another translator that came, with him was this priest with a cross. Somebody was holding the cross on top of his head as a, some form of barakat, barakat or blessing. And he came in front. He was wearing a fur coat. Hazrat Shirahbil started off by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and very politely said to him that we come to you not with the intention to spill blood we come to you to invite you towards Jannah towards paradise you have deviated from the right path we are here to invite you to sirat mustaqim the straight path. Follow the mission of the prophets. They came to preach the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So accept the oneness of Allah. This is what Allah says in the Quran. When you speak to the, the, the people of the book, قُلْ Say it, Ya Ahlul Kitab, O people of the book, Ta'alaw, come listen to us. Ta'alaw ila kalimatin sawa'in baynana wa baynakum. Let us come to a common platform. Allah na'buda illallah. We worship none but Allah. 
and believe in huzur alayhi salatu was salam to be the last messenger he is khatamun nabiyyin everything ends at rasulullah prophethood risalat ends at rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam this priest was so arrogant that he did not even allow hazrat ashrahbil to continue and he said just stop there who are you to invite us to islam when we are christians who are you to talk to us you arabs insignificant people who are you people you are nothing and who is this muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam who is the last messenger and he said remember go and tell all your muslims that we are different from the romans we will not surrender we are prepared to die but we will never embrace islam azal shurahbil didn't waste time he knew straight away this man was a very stubborn man quickly turned away got back to the muslim camp and gave the information to all the muslim generals hazrat khalid bin walid hazrat yazid everyone that was there all of them unanimously agreed that it was now time to attack the city of jerusalem and at the same time a messenger came with the message of hazrat abu ubaida and hazrat abu ubaida also instructed the soldiers that don't waste time quickly attack the city they were stubborn people hazrat khalid bin walid radiyallahu ta'ala as it was his tartib normally the offense came straight after fajr salah this was his tartib he said tomorrow morning first thing inshallah ta'ala we will attack the city in the night subhanallah alazim sahaba-i kiram ajma'in the great companions tabi'in tabi tabi'in that were there how would they spend their night in the zikr of allah some would recite the quran some in dua and this is the description in all the history books that the companions by night was zahidin and abidin they were zahidin and abidin they would worship allah and allah praises them in the quran alladhina yadhkuruna allah qiyaman wa qu'uda they had that energy mera aapka hal to ye hai if we don't sleep for 6 7 8 hours in the morning you're yawning in the morning you're yawning sahaba ikram ajma'in they would they have jihad battle fighting the 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 strongest regime at that time the romans most powerful army people feared the romans at that time and in the night they would wake up salatul isha it was such a beautiful scene that even the christians were surprised that how are we going to fight these muslims that in the night they stand up and they worship allah and in the morning they are fresh they are prepared to fight us subhanallah in the night worshiping allah at fajr time each amir was in his own area at a good distance and the amir would lead the fajr salah it is said that maybe allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired the hearts of all the amirs every single one of them read the same verse of the quran where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned يا قوم ادخلوا الارض المقدسه التي كتب الله لكم ولا ترتدوا على ادباركم فتنقلبوا خاسرين 
O people, enter into the Holy Land, the blessed area, Arze Quds. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for you. Allah will give you this. And don't turn your backs from Arze Quds. Every single one of them read the same verse in Fajr Salah. And now overall the man in charge was Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an. He gave the sign and instruction. The first people to attack were the people of Yemen also. And another community uh, which is mentioned in the books of history is the people of Himyar. The people of Himyar and some of the Yemenis. These were young, powerful soldiers, Muslim soldiers. The first thing in the morning after Tulu, the Muslims attacked the city and it was a fierce battle. No sign of any weakness from both the parties. Muslims were at a disadvantage, remember. Muslims were on the ground fighting and shooting. And as for the Kuffar, the Christians, they had high walls to protect them that also worked like a shield, a proper shield for them. And they could escape also any time. And for them to shoot an arrow, uh, it was much easier than for the Muslimin. But the Muslims were very, very strong also. And the fighting continued, continued throughout the day. Muslims and also the Christians. Until the Mu'azzin gave azan for Maghrib Salah. When it was dark. After Maghrib Salah, it was dark. Nobody would fight. The Christians would return back and rest for the night. The Muslims went back, continued. They performed the Maghrib Salah, the Isha Salah. You had all the Amirs making shura what to do. It is said again the next day, another group was prepared to attack the city. And when they would attack, they would chant the takbir, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And it is amazing. When one is in the battlefield and he takes the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens for him in front the beautiful pictures of Jannah. Wallahi lazim, this is not exaggeration my respected brother. Because we have not experienced that. We really don't know. But speak to the people and the companions and they would say that, Subhanallah, fustu wa rabbil ka'ba. We have we are successful. Why? We see Jannah in front of us. This is what the companions would say. The fighting continued for three, four days. Nobody showed any signs of weakness. Ten whole days of intense fighting. It is said on the eleventh day, Hadrat Abu Ubaidat ibn Jarrah radiallahu ta'ala now comes towards Jerusalem. The gates were shut. They had enough water supply, food, everything was there. The city was well guarded. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah comes. Now Hazrat Abu Ubaidah was a senior Sahabi, remember that. So when somebody of Ashare Mubashara would come, you will have a lot of Muslims who will uh, want to meet him. And straight away when they saw Hazrat Abu Ubaidah with his slave coming, some of the Muslim Amir detached themselves from the army and left their positions to go and meet Hazrat Abu Ubaidah and to update him as to what is happening. 
So you had spies on, on top to actually see what the Muslims are doing. The Christians would have spies also. And they noticed that a man has come with one slave and everybody is out there now meeting this man Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and he must be one of their leaders. Now the Christians were tired fighting. They went to the highest religious authority, the patriarch of Baytul Maqdis, the priest that was there. Uh, in the, his residence was in the church, the cathedral, that was right in the middle of Jerusalem. So the Christians went and they said to him that we have noticed that their leader has come. So the, this was an, an old man, he stood up and he said, are you saying that the leader of the Muslims have, has come? And they said, yes, he must be the leader. That is how a leader is respected. So he quickly stood up and he said, if he is the leader of the Muslims, the words are in Allah Mawakidi's Futuhu Sham. He took an oath by the Gospels and he said, by the Gospel, if he is the leader of the Muslims, we will have no choice but to surrender the city. Why? We have in the scriptures information of that man who will come and march towards Jerusalem and he will conquer the length and breadth of Jerusalem. Everything will be given to him. And that man, the priest, had so much information that he said to the bishops that the person's name in the Bible is Umar. What is the name? Umar. So it has to be Umar. Precise information. And he said the man will have reddish brown skin. And these are the clothes that he will have. He said first take me to see who this man is. If it is Umar, then we will surrender the city to him. He was, a, he was an old man when he stood up again very quickly it is said that the Bible was opened up in front of him so he had two people on the side with the Bible opened up in front of him and then he had a cross on, on the top and he walked slowly on the top to see who the leader was from, from the top of the wall he said show me the leader and the people pointed out to him that that is the leader, that man there. He looked at Hadrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and he said, no, this is not their leader. Continue fighting. This is not their leader. Continue fighting. He has no authority and power over our city, Jerusalem. And again, they started the, continuing the fighting. It is said that when Hazrat Abu Ubaidah noticed that priest standing there, he said to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that there is something wrong. He looked at me and then straight away said to the people that all of you should start fighting. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala answered that you are right. There must be something but we have no information. Muslims did not have any information whatsoever. It is said that in the second phase of fighting. Now the fighting continued for another four months throughout the winter. 
Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiyallahu ta'ala an what he did was he changed the position of some of the Muslim soldiers. He deployed the Yemeni archers right on the front section of Jerusalem. These were expert archers. It is said that they came with arrows that were made out of mountain trees, thick and very sharp. And they said to Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, give us an opportunity and we will show you what we can do with the bows and arrows that we have with us. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and put all the archers in the front and subhanallah they started shooting the arrows. It is said that all of them came falling down, tumbling down from the towers uh, like a flock of sheep. Everybody just fell down. And all of a sudden things just changed. It is said that one section of the wall it was impossible for anyone to scale that wall, to get to the top. Hazrat Dirar radiallahu ta'ala answered that, I will show you how to get on top. This man, Hazrat Dirar, Raisi was saying that we were missing out on him for a few sessions, here he is now. Hazrat Dirar radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Dirar radiallahu ta'ala was not an ordinary individual, he was a sahabi the companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from the tribe of Asadi, from the tribe of Al-Asadi. He was a very, very rich man, very rich man. It is said that when he embraced Islam, someone said to him, why did you become a Muslim? He said it was due to the sincerity and the truthfulness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which inspired me to become Muslim. And it is said that even before he embraced Islam, he came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with 1,000 camels. How many camels? 1,000 camels. And he said to the Messenger of Allah, before I embrace Islam, O Messenger of Allah, a thousand camels are a gift from me to you. Subhanallah. Thousand camels. Imagine the money that he had. He was a rich man, was not an ordinary man. When he embraced Islam, it is said that the sister of Zirar also embraced Islam. So only two, Hazrat Khawla, she embraced Islam with the brother. You remember the lady with the mask on who came to rescue Hazrat Zirar radiallahu ta'ala an. And he was also very close to Huzur alayhi salam. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave him a mission to fight that man who claimed to be a prophet. In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that person was from his tribe. His name was Tuleha. And Hazrat Zirar was given this mission to fight Tuleha, Tuleha bin Asadi. So you had Aswad Anasi from Yemen, and then you had Musaylamatul Kazab from Yamama, and you had Tuleha from the tribe of Asad. And the mission was given to Hazrat Zirar. When he found out that Hazrat Zirar has been given the mission, it is said that he ran away. He went to Syria and he took refuge uh, with the tribe of Banu Kalb. So the people of Banu Kalb helped him. He got to Syria and those that were with him finally embraced Islam with sincerity. And when he noticed that there was no one there, he himself came to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and he said, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammadan. Rasulullah. 
It was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and he accepted the iman of Tuleha. But during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab, when all the Muslimin were doing bay'ah to Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab, the same Tuleha came to Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab to do bay'ah. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab turned his face away and said, no, maybe Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq accepted you, I am not accepting you. He says, you are the man who killed Uqasha and you are the man who killed Hazrat Arqam radiallahu ta'ala so Tuleha came in front of Hazrat Umar Farooq and said yes I did but again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the status of being shaheed my iman is sincere you have no right to doubt my iman now you know Tuleha was a man who was a magician a hypnotist he would pray something and he would hypnotize someone so if you were in front of him he would say something to you and you were hypnotized so Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and said to him, are you going to hypnotize me? And he says, Amirul Mu'mineen, the minute I uttered the words, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, this power was taken away from me. So he embraced Islam. Nevertheless, the mission was given to Hazrat Zirar. So Hazrat Zirar was a man who took this challenge, a wall that was well guarded and he got right to the top. When he got to the top, he said it was close to sunset. And he noticed that there was a priest there with a jeweled cross. And he was uh, exhorting the people there, fight the Muslims, fight the Muslims in the name of the cross, fight them, fight them. Hazrat Zirar said that this man was covered in metal armor, everything, only a few parts of the body were visible. So whilst climbing the wall, Hazrat Zirar radiallahu ta'ala and took a shot at him. And what a shot it was. It is said that he took a shot at the mouth, the mouth that was saying, fight the Muslims, fight the Muslims. And he says, when I aimed at this priest, the arrow struck that priest straight into the mouth. It went in and it came out from the next section out. The priest came falling down from the tower. This man again was a man of high authority. All of them started to panic and they started to scream. They thought that this was an entire army inside Jerusalem. When it was only Hazrat Zirar radiallahu ta'ala. Now things had changed. The Muslims had the upper hand. And now again the Christians went to this high priest and said, look... The Muslims, it seems that it is in their blood to fight. They just never give up. The Arabs, they've been fighting Ajnabin, they took Dimashq, they took all the cities. Now they come here and they have been fighting for months. They're just not tired. We, are, we haven't got the power to fight the Arabs. So go and make a deal with them, an agreement. So he was in pressure also. So the senior priest stood up again, put on his robe. Very slowly he went out and he said that, I come to you uh, in peace. Let me speak to your leader. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and came forward and he spoke with that patriarch of Bayt al-Maqdis. And he said, what is it that you want from us? Don't you know that it is not right for anyone to fight in the Holy Land? So Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said that I am fully aware that this area is Ard-i Quds 
and explained to him that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam performed his mi'raj from Masjid Aqsa. He said that we are the real inheritors of Arze Quds. We are the people who follow the teachings of Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. I give you a choice of three things. Aslim Tuslam. Embrace Islam and you will be saved. Believe in one God. At that the priest said, we as Christians believe in one God. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said that you lie in front of me. You take Jesus as Ibnullah, the son of God. He said, then well, the first option will, is rejected. He said, the second is that you pay us tax. Jizya. And he said, we pay the Arabs tax, money, jizya. This was the arrogance that was in them, the pride. The Arabs are here now. Why should we pay you? And the second option was also rejected. The final thing now was the sword, jihad. He says, well, if you don't embrace Islam, you don't pay us tax, we have no choice but to fight you. He said, then fight us. But remember... Even if you besiege us for 20 years, we will not surrender to you. We will only surrender to one man. And only to that one man. Why it is written in our scriptures. This is inherited knowledge from the ancient scriptures. So Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said, who is that man? He said, he is a man very strong, very powerful. This is the height, this is the clothes that he wear, he will wear when he enters into Jerusalem. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah said to him, do you know the name of that individual? And obviously in Arabic it was Umar, but in their language it, the pronunciation was a bit different. So he said that it is Umar, his name will be Umar. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah heard the name of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. This was the karamat of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. He said to the Muslims that now we have the full control of the city. And he said to this old man, that if I bring Umar to you, will you recognize him? And this priest said that I will surely recognize him. I know exactly how this man will be and how he will dress up. Hazrat Abu Ubaidah radiallahu ta'ala and for the meanwhile a ceasefire came into agreement. No fighting from both sides. Now Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was there, all the Muslim generals were there. Inshallah, a few more minutes. The shura that was sitting there, some of them said it is too dangerous to invite Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab to come out from Madinatul Munawwara and to come to Jerusalem. We don't know what the Romans would have in mind and the Christians. So the right thing now was not to invite Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. The second best option was to put in front of the bishop, the high priest, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, and to say to him that he is Umar ibn al-Khattab. It is said that Hazrat Khalid bin Walid had the same features like Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. He was tall, very powerful, very strong. The voice was also the same. So the, the council, the shura, all of them said that you're right. There is this striking resemblance between Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and Umar ibn al-Khattab. Who will tell the difference? 
Now Khalid bin Walid was ever ready. He says, if this is what you wish, it is fine from me. Now the, the, the Christians had never seen Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. So they came up with a plan and remember, in the battlefield, this is jais. This is jais in Sharia. So Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala put on some of the clothes that Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala would wear. Very simple man wearing a lungi. Hazrat, Khalid, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab, a chadar, a shawl that would cover him from the top to bottom. Very strong, powerful man. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala after a few days goes with someone uh, as his khadim. And Hazrat Abu Ubaidah and the rest of the people are there and said, we want your people to invite your high priests. We have in front of us the Umar, which is mentioned in your scriptures. The great man Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu ta'ala. So the priest finally comes and he looks at Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. He looks at Hazrat Khalid bin Walid and he, said, and he says that, yes, I think you are Umar ibn al-Khattab. You are Umar ibn al-Khattab. You have all the features of Umar ibn al-Khattab. It must be you. And he said, I want you to stand in front of me so I can see you clearly. And he looked at the clothes of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid. He said, no. Your face looks like, Khal- your face looks like Umar ibn al-Khattab, but you are not Umar ibn al-Khattab. You still have some signs that are missing. Al-Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala was questioned, tell me the truth young man, who are you? So Al-Khalid bin Walid looked at him and said that I am the companion of Umar ibn al-Khattab. He says yes. And he turned away, he said go and tell the Muslims that you can't fool us, you will not fool me. I know who Umar ibn al-Khattab is, we will only surrender if you present to us Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Insha'Allah ta'ala, with this we will continue in the next session when we have Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and coming to Jerusalem. Insha'Allah in the next session. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabilumi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna innaka anta tawwabur raheem. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. یا اللہ یا رحمان یا رحیم یا اللہ ہماری اس مجلس کو قبول فرما یا اللہ ہماری اس مجلس کو قبول فرما یا اللہ ہماری مغفرت فرما یا اللہ ہماری مغفرت فرما یا اللہ ہمیں متقین میں سے بنا دے مخلصین میں سے بنا دے یا اللہ ہمیں عاملین میں سے بنا دے یا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا یا اللہ جیسے تو حضرت خالد بن ولید سے راضی ہو گیا یا اللہ جیسے تو صحابہ کرام اجمعین سے راضی ہو گیا یا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا یا اللہ اس مجلس کو قبول فرما سبحان اللہ و بحمد ہی سبحان اللہ لظیم سمعنا و اطانا غفرانک ربنا و الیک المصیر برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین